Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. So today, we are going to be talking about how to be your own coach, which, yeah, are we talking about how to be your own coach? We're really talking about how to bring some of the principles of coaching to your relationship to yourself, but because you can't really coach yourself. You know, the whole point of coaching is that it's a receptive experience that you just kind of can't do on your own. But there are ways to access doorways of new awareness in your own work. And my life really changed one day when I was overcome with anxiety and a therapist I was working with looked deep in my eyes and she said, Mary, you are going to need to be an active participant in your own healing which was confusing and hard to hear at that time because I've made a career out of my own healing. (laughs) But as we talked further, what I realized was that the way that trauma had warped my thoughts and the way in which it had caused me to see myself, I think I always thought that if I just did enough therapy and did all these things, that someday the way I saw myself would change on its own. And it has in some ways because of all that work, but the work of coaching and particularly some of the work around thoughts has significantly impacted my life and given me a deep sense of freedom because it's shown me the parts of my mind that I feel I can trust And then the parts of my mind that are like someone who's been out on an all-night bender, who's wild-eyed and like driving a car at 90 miles an hour, (laughs) 
you know, the parts of my mind that maybe I just am not going to trust my entire identity with. And we all have these parts. And sometimes what those parts need is sweet, unconditional love and soothing. And sometimes what those parts need are fierce boundaries. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode is some of the tools of coaching that you can use in your own life to support you in releasing emotional tension, letting go of limiting beliefs and identities. And because this is a podcast dedicated to the body and to meeting your soul through the senses, We're not just going to talk about how to think new thoughts, but we are going to talk about how to embody a new, more relaxed, more confident way of being through the tools of coaching. So where we'll begin is... By just talking about what coaching really is, because I think the word coaching is kind of insufficient for what I have experienced in coaching clients and in receiving coaching. I have to say that the other day someone asked me, so tell me about what you do. And I said, I'm a life coach. (laughs) (laughs) with this like kind of embarrassed look on my face because it's really, really hard to describe. I am someone who helps open new doorways of awareness that create tiny shifts that can change a person's life forever. Perhaps that could be my elevator speech. I don't know. Might need a little massaging. But all of that is just to say that when it comes to how do we self-coach, what we're really talking about is How do we move past those stuck points? You know, we all have stuck points, places where we fear to tread, places where we cannot see beyond the confines of our own ego, places where limiting beliefs and identities that have been in place for 30, 40, 50, 60 years have worn deep, deep wagon ruts and where What once kept us alive in a coping mechanism is now draining our life force and making us feel like the walking dead. And to me, a coach is someone who has gone on their own path and can speak from personal experience of traversing their own inner caverns of wisdom, has taken risks and has a commitment to walking their talk. But what I also look for in a coach is, is this person going to help me get better at playing the game? Or is this person going to help me step out and play a new game? So for example, one of my deepest values is living in a way that liberates myself and others from systems of oppression. And so if I hire a money coach, I am going to be very discerning as to whether or not that money coach is driving me deeper into the principles of capitalism, or if that person has really kind of done their work 
and is helping me improve my relationship with money to have an anti-capitalist approach inside of a system that I have to participate in if I want to live in this country and survive in this world. And so all of that is to say that the tools I want to share with you today are not the five ways you're messing up your life, but don't even know it and how to fix them. (laughs) You know, like, um, sometimes there can be this way of speaking in the personal growth industry where it's all about transforming your life and changing your life. And I was speaking to a client today and she was like, you know, Mary, something I love about the way that you work is that you're kind of the anti-results. Like you get results, but the way that you go about it is without having an agenda around result except for a deepening intimacy with who you really are. Because I believe that when you have intimacy with yourself and you can hear that quietest voice within, everything else in your life is a reflection of that. That's already happening. Whether you want it to or not, the quiet voice within is running your life. It's just like Carl Jung once said, we deal with the shadow consciously so that it does not deal with us in the unconscious. And I think that that same principle is true when it comes to the loving inner voice of our deepest truth. And that when it's ignored or censored or neglected, it will ensure it gets your attention. It's just a matter of how. And so the first gem is to embrace tension. Probably not what you want to hear. (laughs) Probably you want to hear how to fix your tension in three steps. And I want that too. If you find that, if you really find that, please let me know. And I can give you some tools and some tips around that. Of course I can. But one of the biggest mistakes that I see clients making in their lives, one of the biggest wastes of time, is rushing towards solution. The tension, when it is embraced and felt and regarded not as good or bad, but simply as intelligence and information, is what holds the key to the solution. Desiree Attaway, who is a diversity and inclusion uh, coach, teacher, facilitator, um, I'll put a link to her in the show notes. I was once listening to her speak about this in anti-racism work and talking about the three steps of awareness, analysis, action, and how for white folks in particular, there is the jump from awareness to action something's wrong, how do I fix it? But that when a person who doesn't understand the problem and hasn't listened to the people who are actually experiencing the problem goes to fix the problem, it just creates another problem and a deeper problem. And so the missing step there is the analysis, the listening. And when we pause and we take tension as just information. Okay, body, what are you trying to tell me? Okay, I hear you. 
not this. I once heard Liz Gilbert on a podcast talking about how she was in a relationship and she didn't know how to get out of it, but she knew she couldn't stay. And so she just started saying the prayer over and over again, not this. (laughs) I don't know what I want, but it's not this. And that is a very sacred prayer that has helped me and moved me along at many points in my life. But when you embrace that tension, that body awareness of not this, going a layer beneath that and a layer beneath that, if not this, then what? What would you like? What would you like to feel? You know, and this is why in embodiment coaching, we always start with where are these tight bundles of tension and let's welcome them and go even a level deeper into them. We don't try to figure them out. We don't try to strategize them. We simply let your body feel them. And in that feeling and that welcoming, the tension releases, the life force illuminates, and the deeper truth and bigger aperture of solution is revealed. It is the closest thing I've ever seen to a miracle. It is incredible. And Embodied Intelligence Coaching opens for new clients on June 15th. If you would like to learn more about becoming a coaching client, you can head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. The next gem is an exercise that I often hand out to clients. It's a really beautiful worksheet in the self-coaching library. And the self-coaching library is a collection of all of the tools. It's really just my personal trousseau of all of the tools that have stood out as the most impactful to myself and my clients in my 22-year career in the embodied arts. And that's also included when you become a coaching client, but I digress. And so one of the worksheets, it's so simple and you can do it on your own, which is taking a situation where you feel confused or you feel some frustration or tension and you can't quite find your way to the solution and draw a circle in the center of the page. And on the top of the page, you write the situation. And then on the inner circle, you write all of the things that you can control about this situation. And outside the circle, you write all the things that you can't control about this situation. And so let's say you're having a relationship issue. You can control how you respond. You can control the support that you get, how you take care of yourself, how you disengage. You know, all of these things and ways in which you can control how you show up in the relationship and how you take care of yourself around the relationship. Everything else (laughs) about the relationship, about the other person, lives in another galaxy far, far away. And what I love about the circle in this exercise is that it represents to me a planet and that this is my planet and this is mine to tend. 
And that when I'm in a state of frustration or anxiety or tension around something, it's usually because I am trying to jump off of my planet into the universe and I'm free falling. And my job, I think the spiritual discipline of being a self-aware person is to keep bringing my awareness and my attention back to my planet because the suffering in my life comes from trying to control the uncontrollable, not the pain. Pain is just a fact of being a human, but most of my suffering comes from trying to jump off my planet and control the universe. And if you notice yourself doing that right now in your own head, great. I'm so glad you're already thinking about it. And I recommend that you stop and you don't continue the exercise until you get a pen and paper, because there is something magical about seeing it in front of your face in a very tangible way and writing it all down that, you know, the mind can get lost in the weeds around it and it can actually increase your frustration around the situation. So get that pen and paper and I'd love to hear what you think. And then the final gem that I want to share with you is about asking compelling questions. So when I think of a great coach, a great coach is not a person with all the answers. It's not a person who has a perfect life, if that is the way that a coach is portraying themselves. I would suggest head for the hills because coaching ultimately is a person who knows how to hold space with deep awareness and ask skillful, compelling questions. And so when you are caught in a situation that, once again, you're confused about or frustrated by, I encourage you to notice what questions are you asking yourself? Because what you're probably asking yourself is questions with a uh, pretty dismal you know, only a dismal outcome. Like that's what the brain in anxiety does is it portrays fearful situations so that you can be prepared should that worst case scenario occur. And, you know, that's how our species has survived for 50 million years is to be sensitive and attuned to danger. And I caught myself doing this today. It's Memorial Day weekend. I was feeling kind of lonesome and I noticed my mind going off on the trail of what if I'm alone forever? My brain's personal favorite ball of yarn to kick around. And I chose to ask myself, what if I'm just getting started? Another compelling question is, what am I getting from this thought? What's that slight reward or that secondary gain? that I get from staying in that state of what am I, what if I'm alone forever? And it's like, well, if I'm stuck on that particular track on the record, I get to be alone forever. <laughs> I get to hide and I get to protect myself from vulnerability 
while also keeping out what I want, you know, so it's like, it's not really getting me what I want, but it is getting me what I want, because it's keeping me quote unquote safe, it's giving me a certain kind of safety. And that's in itself is another powerful question. What is safety? To the fearful mind, safety is not taking risk. But to the heart and the soul, safety is being true to yourself, whatever the risk. And another question, the last question I'm going to share with you, I actually have a list of 75 or so questions that I love to ask clients and I love to journal about myself. But one of the most powerful ones, I think, is what if this is just growing pains? What if this achy feeling in my heart and in my mind doesn't mean that I'm alone I'm unlovable, you know, all these things that trauma causes us to believe about ourselves. What if it's just the discomfort of open space as I wait to fill it with what is most honest and most meaningful to me? And when it's framed like that, it's like a lonesome Memorial Day weekend all of a sudden is not evidence of my unlovability or unpopularity, which my sweet little eighth grader within thinks and believes, but it's instead evidence of how freaking amazing I am because I don't allow anything in my life right now as the woman I am today that is not in total resonance with the truth of who I am. And sometimes that means that life can be a little lonely when you prioritize quality over quantity. And I am proud of the life that I have. And I am proud of the woman that I am. And now all of a sudden, this achy feeling in my heart transforms, even as I'm talking about it right now. So my loves, if this was useful to you, I am so glad. And I want to say that self-coaching can be miraculously useful. It has saved my ass on more than one occasion, let me tell you. And just like self-massage can provide a certain level of relaxation that is very different from the depth of relaxation we get when we receive a massage, self-coaching is really just the tip of the iceberg of what's possible in comparison to receiving consistent coaching over time with a skillful space holder. And that is what embodied intelligence coaching is all about. Very simply, your body has access to answers that your mind alone does not. And if you would like to talk to me about your own system of intelligence and are interested in taking the coaching journey, you can head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. There you will find a invitation to join the waitlist, which will give you early notice of the opening of the program and a special subscriber only savings. So head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching for all the juicies Even though Memorial Day weekend will have passed by the time this airs, I want to say a special thank you and deep gratitude and deep bow of reverence to all of our veterans here in the U.S. 
And thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. For coaching, classes, and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to watch your first video 